boy is eating. The boy is your drinking. name. What is your name? She is not a girl. First, hey, how's it going? Hey, how's it going? Coffee with Gringos, Dynamic English's podcast where you can learn English simply by hearing people use it. So sit down and have a coffee with us. Hey everyone, you are listening to Coffee with Gringos. I'm Ian Kennedy. And I'm Paige Sutherland. And today we're going to be following up on some previous episodes we've had recently, discussing the very strange and interesting year that we've had following up with the U.S. elections. So we've already experienced the elections, which happened on November 3rd, and now we have supposedly a clear winner. But with all the complications going on this year with COVID and all the changes that were made for this upcoming election, there's definitely still a lot happening until we have the presidential change happen in, in January. So Paige and I thought it'd be great for us to give everyone listening an update on how things are going and where things might go in the next few months. So as usual, if you get lost, go online and check out that audio guide and transcript. So Paige, you are in person up there in the U.S. following these election results. So how about you tell all of our listeners what's going on right now? Let's get a good update. Yeah, I mean, as you mentioned, Ian, the election was on the 3rd. Besides maybe like one or two elections, there hasn't really been an election where we don't know the clear winner the next day. And so this election was on a Tuesday and the winner wasn't announced till Saturday. And so that was Vice President Joe Biden was elected. But as you said, the current president, you know, Donald Trump is saying that it's not true, that the results are are fake, they're fraudulent, and that he won. And so we still have weeks after the election and he is still saying he didn't lose. So it's, it's kind of a weird election because you have some people who are just like the election's over, we have a winner and you know, you still have a small minority that are like, nope, the election's still going. <laughs> is it normal for a president to not concede to losing the results? No, to my knowledge, that's never happened before. It's pretty traditional that the candidate that loses will call the winner that, that night and, you know, congratulate them. And they'll, they'll give a speech to their supporters, just thanking them and, you know, just kind of going out honorably, you know, saying we put up a good fight, but it wasn't enough. It's always been part of U.S. elections, that kind of tradition. And Trump, as, as Trump has been for his term, is kind of childish and, you know, <laughs> just says he won't admit losing and, and, you know, kind of just says that there was cheating involved and it was fraudulent. And so, you know, as we've been seeing a lot of the contested states, the secretary of states are coming out and saying, we've reviewed, you know, all the ballots and there was no fraud. So, you know, Trump's kind of losing his edge and contesting the election because most states are saying, no, it was fair. Right. And what's interesting too about in the U.S. is when we have the election, the, the current president gets to keep power for a, a few months until, I guess, January when the transition gets made. And so I don't think it's surprising at all to anybody that Trump's kind of buying his time until the end of January to keep fighting this, even though he really, he's not in a good position. He doesn't really have, have a lot to fight for right now. Because like you said, it, the, the results are coming out and showing that there isn't corruption, there's no fraud, which of course, you know, it's important to do that due process and make sure that somebody's won in the right way. Um, but now we're seeing that, you know, through this due diligence, even that 
Trump probably doesn't have very much of a chance. So I don't think it surprises anyone that he's sort of throwing this little temper tantrum for leaving office. I think there's actually a good chance he might get dragged out by his ankles out of the office. But you know what? He's a billionaire. He go back to his mansions, his golf course. And I've even heard rumors that he's going to try to run again in 2024. If so he's alive, I, he's old. It, right? Exactly. If, if he can stay alive. So I've heard rumors that he's going to start his own media network his own conservative uh, news network and keep the ball rolling until he's got a chance to run in 2024. Again, like we said, if he's still alive, I don't think anyone's surprised, but I will say I'm pretty relieved that there hasn't been more violence or, or really bad outcomes from this election. I think a lot of us, myself included, we were worried about more protests, more violence, more problems if the, the results had been closer. And Trump said, you know what, I'm not leaving office. I think obviously we're not to January yet, but I think things are looking calmer than I, I had imagined before. So what do you think about that? What do you see up on the streets up there? Yeah, I agree. I mean, I think there was a lot of anxiety amongst a lot of people from Tuesday until Saturday, because really, it was a very close race. And, you know, before the election, Biden was favored by a lot. You know, the polls were kind of saying that Biden was going to win hands down very easily. And that wasn't the case. Trump got a lot of votes, more than 70 million votes. So it, it was a very close race, historic turnouts. People really came out and voted this election. I think because, you know, the biggest issue on voters' minds was this global pandemic and how to address it. And so I think people really, you know, wanted to be able to choose their leader to kind of fix this problem. So I think there was a lot of anxiety on whether Trump would win or not, because, you know, a lot of people will say that he didn't handle it very well and he hasn't, you know, people are still dying, cases are going up and he still kind of has been lackadaisical about it. You know, where Biden ran on a campaign that he was going to be really strong on COVID and he was going to, you know, really try to take down this pandemic and make sure that people could go back to work and normal lives could happen again. And so there was a lot of stress, but Saturday, like you said, it was peaceful. I think you just saw a lot of celebrations. Like people just took to the street and were really Really happy because a lot of people that voted against Trump, for them, four years of Trump was really hard. He took back a lot of rights for some communities. He, you know, wasn't strong on some issues like racism. That was a big issue that really exploded. He was kind of took a backseat to that. Like I said, he's kind of taken a backseat to COVID, not really caring about it. So my general sense, you know, were people were either really happy that Trump lost, and then you had also, you know, people who were just not really angry, but just contesting the election saying Trump won. Fake news, like he won. To my knowledge, just like no violence, no um, real aggression on the street, which was really good. It feels like at ease. Yeah, I was going to say it's probably a bit of a relief not having to worry about a potential civil war breaking out. Yeah. A lot of people were worried about. CWG officially has over 100 episodes, and we are among the top podcasts in Chile. And that's thanks to you. But we are always working to grow our audience, so make sure to follow us on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, Snapchat, TikTok, and even LinkedIn. But most importantly, rate, review, and share us with all your friends, family, and coworkers. And if you want to take your English education to the next level, sign up for private or group classes at dynamicenglish.cl. 
And I also want to bring up, so you mentioned really two important things earlier. And the first one I want to address is you mentioned the, the high voter turnout this year. So I, I'm reading here that the turnout for this year was the highest that we've had in almost 120 years. And that by the end of all this, all the votes counted, the U.S. could have somewhere in the range of 70 to 74 percent of voter turnout, which is really high. And you mentioned, again, a lot of this has to do with easing those restrictions for allowing people to vote from home due to COVID. So we see a huge turnout with both of the candidates saying, you know, they both received the most votes in, in U.S. presidential history. And a lot of that's attributed to the COVID situation. So it's interesting to see that number so high and obviously due to the strange year we've been living in. But it's, it's very interesting. You know, in a lot of states, people were able to vote early. People were able to vote by mail. People were working from home. So they have more flexibility on, on going to the polls where, you know, if you work a, a job, maybe, you know, nine to nine job, you know, 12 hour shift, it's impossible for you to, to make it to the polls maybe. So I think people were more available to vote, but I also think the stakes were a lot higher because of this global pandemic, because of this, you know, Black Lives Matter movement that, you know, has had a lot of momentum. There's just a lot of issues. And I think, you know, the last election was just such a shock that I think people probably came out to vote more. So definitely a lot of reasons, but yeah, I think it is crazy. Like Biden got the most votes of any president ever. It doesn't say that he's like the best candidate. It's just so many people voted this time around. Exactly. That's that's really important to point out too, right? That doesn't necessarily equate to them being the best candidates or the most liked. Probably just has a lot to do with kind of the situation. And like you said, a lot of those people who, you know, said, you know, after four years of Trump, we need a change and for whatever reason that might be. A really interesting one that I read about was um, it's normally a red state, Arizona. Arizona went blue this year with a big number of Latinos actually voting for Biden when they voted for Trump four years ago. And a big part of that was them saying, you know, the Latino community has suffered from some of the highest death rates of COVID. And it's clear that, you know, Trump doesn't care about our community. He's not doing anything to help us out. You know, at least Joe Biden's taking this issue seriously. And this caused a big vote swing in that state. And so it just goes to show you the importance that each candidate's position on COVID, how it's really transformed the way people vote, even just after a short time of four years. There's a lot of really interesting demographics and dynamics that come into play. Absolutely. I, I think this is the issue that Biden really ran his campaign on. And I think that's why a lot of people, I think, are happy, but also a little uncertain of what will happen when he takes office in January. You know, what are restrictions going to look like? Are we going to go back into lockdown? Are, you know, businesses going to have to close? Are we going to have a push out of vaccinations? It's kind of unclear, but it's definitely, you know, he's the elected president. So he's already like hired a task force. He's already, you know, tapped a lot of people to look into his plan on, on what he's going to do to tackle this pandemic. So I think day one in office, like a lot of things are going to change, you know, hopefully for the better. I mean, hopefully by next summer, maybe we can have normal lives. I mean, I think that's the goal. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> yeah, fingers crossed. You know, it's always a big deal whenever the the administration changes parties, changes cabinets, changes everything. Add on top of that, the second wave of a uh, of a pandemic, it doesn't really help the situation. So even though I think a lot of people are are breathing a sigh of relief, 
they're feeling a little bit better about the near future. We still have a long way to go. And just because Trump is presumably going to be leaving office doesn't mean our problems are over. Far from it. So we'll just have to keep our fingers crossed and keep faith. You know, things will hopefully get better, like you said. That's the hope. I think it'll be interesting to see Inauguration Day and, and how Trump acts because, you know, as of now, he's still denying the results. So, you know, about a month away, hopefully by then he'll accept the results. And, you know, because it's tradition that the seated president kind of turns over power. So they're there at Inauguration Day. They kind of basically give the elected new president the keys. Like it's kind of a ceremony. And so it'll be interesting if, you know, he just doesn't show up. (laughs) (laughs) It's quite possible. It really is. Like you could just see him like flying off in a Trump plane being like later. (laughs) (laughs) I think, I think that's a pretty good possibility. Yeah. So like we said, lots of things happening here in the next upcoming months, even though the election day is over, the results and what's to come next are far from over. So everyone stay tuned to see what happens. Again, as always, if you get lost, go online, check out that audio guide and transcript. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. Coffee with Gringos was brought to you by Dynamic English where you can learn English simply by using it. If you're interested in taking classes or just want to learn more, go to our website at dynamicenglish.cl. Thanks for listening.